Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's in a different compartment today. Either way, mm. it's Master Bly Walker, Luke Bly, how you doing mate? Oi oi Savaloi, yes mate, um, it was the week before Mando Season 3. Oh. And we were Dude. all merry and <laughs> full of glee. Um, mate. <laughs> I couldn't sure. believe it when you told me last week, or not even last week, when you told me about a few days ago via the yeah. WhatsApp that, oh, my, oh, this is the last show before Mando season three. That's when yeah. it hit. I was like, you, you're not kidding. Yeah. Wow. It really hit me. that for Not only is it March already, I remember it when it was December last year, which seems like last week. But I we're know. so close to a new season of the Mandalore. It's been nearly two years. It's been 84 years since we've had the Mando, but I couldn't believe it when you told me, mate. Well, it's a huge deal, mate. It is a huge deal. Um, but, bef- you know, before we get uh, into all the Mando hype, you know, the ha- the, 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 the Mando Mando party, uh, do you want to know something funny? You want I, know something I funny? would like to know something funny, yes. Um, so this week, uh, our boy Bespin, He's been messaging me like left, right, and centre because I was like, mate, you know, you were like, oh, they're they're, they're filming Andor in London. And he just put London. <laughs> just London. I was like, mate, Very small part Lo- of the world. Lloyd, it's the Lloyd's building. Yeah, so I messaged him yes. that I was like, it's the Lloyd's building, and he's been asking me a few things. But then um, it came out that they're gonna be filming um, Andor in Hever Castle. This is right um, in Kent. Um, and now what's funny, yeah, is that I actually proposed to my missus at Heaver Castle. Yes, you did. In the Rose Garden. I wasn't meant to do it in the Rose Garden. I was meant to do it on the main strip looking at the castle. But when we arrived, they were all like, they cut down a load of trees. I was repotting loads of plants. I was like, oh, no, that doesn't look good. That's a bit ugly. So we, I looked around. I was like, oh, that's not good enough. Settled on the Rose Garden. Beautiful, beautiful place. Yep. And I, I don't regret doing it. If anything, I actually, was there. I think it, a few months ago, Haver Castle, in fact, as well. So, were lovely. you? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. So... I took Olivia there and I took a picture of her on the steps. I did not know the Phantom Menace film there, though. Uh, I, I, that well, was a blind spot. Well, Matty boy, this is what I was going to say. So, I can't believe that I didn't know the place that I proposed to my wife at is also <laughs> a Star Wars location. Yeah, that's what he's so... telling his wife, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, Jar Jar in the background. <laughs> Listen, my missus was like, she was like so excited at first. Her face was like, no way. And then she looked at me and went, hmm. Wait, mm. she's like, Lukey boy. She, she was like unhappy because she's like, oh, that's all you're going to be telling people now. That's it. My <laughs> my proposal, our engagement, that's it. It's it's just Naboo. a phantom menace now. <laughs> just in Naboo. I remember asking yeah, Lukey Boy in, in the classic Costa sessions where we first met, oh, how did you, you know, how did you how did you propose? How did you pop your question? And he told me about it and he mentioned Heva Castle. I wish mm. I'd known then what I know now, because I could have thrown it at him and his latte all over him and said, Mate, that was that was a phantom that was Naboo, what are you playing at? But 
you know, between between us it, boys, we, we, I'm sure we knew secretly. So, do you think they're going back to uh, Naboo in Andor? Do you? Do you th- it's got. I think be, so. Right? It'd be. I, be. Th- I was saying to um, an associate of mine who is uh, otherwise known as my dad the other day that. Um, <laughs> It would be st- to me. It'd be stupid if they go to the same place and be like, and mm. they're like, oh yeah, it looks the same, but it's different. So just, yeah, I don't know really see what the point of that is, unless it was yeah. a massive coincidence that they were like, oh, let's film in Heaver Castle, and then didn't realise like us that they'd film the Phantom Menace. But I don't imagine someone at Lucasfilm wouldn't have picked up on that. So I think I think so. I think without making it an Andor centric, I do think season two is going to be a little bit more how do I put it? Well, Star Wars E in terms of where we're going and the things that we're going to be getting. Okay. All right, mate. Well, listen on Star Wars it? content on you. What you thinking? It's Naboo as well, mate. I, 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 I noticed a hint of, Ooh, I'm not sure there. No, no, no. I think it's Naboo. I think it's Naboo. Okay. I'm just moving the intro on, mate. That's all I'm doing. I'm just Professional. going right. We've, <laughs> yeah, we've, <laughs> we've, we've done the little tidbit. We've got our theory. No, I do. I do think it's Naboo. I do think Lad. it's Naboo. Um, who don't love a bit in the booty, mate? Who don't love a bit in the booty? <laughs> um, just, just also, just also, heads up to yeah. our listeners: the Mandalorian season three is obviously coming next week, so we're going to be dropping recaps on the Wednesday, usually the afternoon, anywhere from like lunchtime to like five o'clock British time is when it's coming out. More. It. Give or take, give or take. So that's when the recaps are going to be dropping. I can't wait for them. Uh, Matty boy, Mando mornings, mate, are back. Mando the OG mornings. recap as well. This is the first ever recap we did for any show we've since yep. done. Bad Batch, Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, Andor, and now we're kicking it old school. Mate, I genuinely can't wait. It's The, 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 the mornings are cold enough still to have a chill to them. Mm. And, and it's Mando. It's the OG series as well. I... I've got such high hopes. Maybe we could talk about that soon. Yeah, maybe we could. Soon, maybe we could in a, in, 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 in a few minutes. But before Ooh. that, and before that, and before the other thing we usually do, we've got to give a massive shout out to our latest patron, Obi-Wok Kenobi, who has joined at the I Am The Senate tier. You absolute sickhead. Welcome to the session sickheads and the Patreon, uh, Obi-Wok. Um, and, and Obi-Wan actually just joined the Discord today as well. And he was yes. like, mate, been wanting to do this for ages. So thank you for finally jumping on, mate, and supporting us. Honestly, it means the world. Thank you. Yeah, like Luke said, uh, it means the world to us. We really appreciate the support. You've got a whole host of, you've got about three or four years worth of content to go and mine through. You've got new stuff coming this month. We've already dropped the podcast. And because of the tier you're on, you're getting some pretty special Star Wars Sessions swag as well. So, mate, thank you so much. We can't wait for you to enjoy what we have on offer. And we can't wait to speak to you more on the Discord. So, yeah, Obi-Wok, you're a legend. Nice one. Um, And on the point about Mando Recap, we probably should mention our main episodes are now going to be dropping on a Friday rather than oh, yeah. Wednesday. So we're dropping them at the... I know, I, I was cheering it. I was like, do we miss something? Yeah, the recaps drop on Wednesday. The main episodes for the next, what, eight weeks, or however long Mano's on for, will be dropping on a Friday. So 8pm uh, GMT or UK time on a Friday for the uh, duration of Mando season three. So there's a little bit of news for you. But we've got a bit mm. more for you because I can hear the chimes of Big Ben Kenobi in the background. I know what it means. You know what it means, Luke. Tell the world, what does it all mean? Uh, it must mean it's a galactic news round. 
Production on Andor Season 2 has recently taken place in Canary Wharf and the Barbican, London, as well as Hever Castle, Ken, and McLaren HQ in Woking, Surrey. According to various reports, a new Star Wars movie will be announced at Star Wars Celebration this year. And IGN has released new footage from Jedi Survivor detailing the various combat stances and puzzle gameplay. Hi, this is Simon J. Williamson, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Mando makes me want to have a drink in happiness. However, this is non-alcoholic for tonight's festivities. It's a, like Mando, this is a monster. And it's going to give me the energy I need to get through this discussion, (laughs) which I have been so excited to do for so long now. When Luke mentioned Mando season three was literally a week away, it just made my mind explode with possibilities and the fact that we haven't got so long to wait it's exciting, mate. It's so exciting. We've, we and off now feels like quite a way away. It was almost four or five months ago, I think, since we had handle. Mm. We're a week away from the Mando season three. It's time to get hyped, mate. If we weren't already, it's time to start getting that hype train going. We've had a fantastic article from Empire, the UK-based movie magazine, which we both have a copy of in our vicinity. We're going yep. to be looking at the the articles and the tidbits that drop from there. But we're also going to be just giving you know, our theories on what might happen in season three. What do we hope happens? What do we maybe hope doesn't happen? Luke, I think it goes about saying we're probably quite excited, but can you quantify just how excited you are for the return of the Mandalorian? I, I, I can't believe it. I, I, I kind of can't believe that it's here. It feels really surreal. Um, but mate, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing to see what happens. I think the marketing for this has been um, quite a secret. It's been on the lowdown. Mm-hmm. It's been very conservative, right? It's not been given loads away. Um, and we got, we got thoughts on it. It feels like though, in the last like week or two. They have been dropping a few more details here and there. Yes. They've been dropping a bit more juice. And I actually think this Empire article, mate, from Empire magazine, um, I think this has got some juicy information on it. And a few things that I think are maybe open for interpretation, maybe. And so we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be like reading through that, dropping our theories. Mate, I'm I'm well excited. On a scale of like 10 cool. I, I, I think I'm at like an 8 8 out of 10 for excitement for Mando season 3 I think by next week and probably knowing us by after this show I'll probably be like full 10 but <laughs> to me I, like, I think part of that 8 yeah and why it's not higher and then, by the way it is high that's very high <laughs> is <laughs> maybe that like it still doesn't feel like it's coming out it's <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, I like, you, mate. A bit like what you said in the intro, like you had to be reminded, oh, hang on. Yeah, this is our last show before Mandalorian season three comes Just out. Here. What about you? If you had to, if you had to like say out of Ooh. 10 where your assignment is now, where, gonna, where, where is it? I'm going to go in hard with a nine. Now, oh, now yes, that I've mate. kind of 
reconciled thanks to your message that it is only a week away i can't wait i'm genuinely now so excited that i can not wait for the mando it's the vibes in it it's the nostalgia we all remember mm. where we were when we saw the first episode we remember mm. where we were when we saw the final episode of season two and that was two years ago nearly you know it's been two years uh almost since we saw that we've had boba fett in between which we'll allude to of course but i'm ready now for the mando and or yeah. is going to be tough to beat but i'm not going to compare because that's silly but i'm ready for mando there's something special about the mandalorian the the character and the series in itself which mm. just makes me so excited for what's next and the possibilities of what next and like you said the the empire article that we got wasn't just a fluff piece you mentioned obviously the marketing mm. we've had a trade we've had a few trailers but in the last few days, it started to ramp up a bit. We're seeing more social media posts. We're seeing very small excerpts of scenes, which actually uh, link to the book of Boba Fett. But this Empire magazine, you know, I thought it was going to be a bit, oh, well, let's just talk about how great it is. Let's pat each other on the back. But there's some pretty good nods, I think, of where the story's going in season three, because we've both read this now, haven't we? We've both run out and get this. You know, should we should we have a look into it and sort of see Mate, what yeah. we can uh, what we can <laughs> ascertain from the article and tell the world about it? Oh, I'm honestly so excited! I'm so excited. Do you, well, here's the question: Did the magazine, yeah. did the Empire magazine um, this month, did it make you? Did it did it help in like boosting that number a yeah. little bit higher? Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Me too, as well. By the way me too uh where are we starting because there's a few there's quite a few sections on the mandalorian isn't there season three for empire yeah they kind of you just going for your it. favorite points or what I, I i managed to screenshot a few which i thought were pretty pertinent to the overall discussion of season three there, there is a lot of them talking about how they how the show came to be how john and mm. dave met how how grogu came to be in the secret but in and amongst yeah. that there are some proper naughty little morsels of information from pedro from uh, katie sackoff and from a few other people who worked on the show like um tamara woodard who we almost met at london film and comic con she was there she was the lead puppeteer for and costumer for grogu but i you know i i just picked out a few bits that i thought were interesting but what about you mate did you find anything that jumped out or did you just get engrossed in reading it something i think one of the first things i picked up on mate was that bo katan also has other actors standing in for her yeah yeah yeah. that's the character it's it's not just katie sackoff and i know there's been a big focus on understandably mando and dinjarin obviously we know pedro pascal voices him and he's in the suit some of the time but a lot of the time it is brendan wayne or um latif crowder thank you yeah and, and I think there's another guy on top of that now, isn't there? There is. Um, Sadly, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but shout out uh, to him. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him, whoever he is. <laughs> shout, shout out from Matt Hudson, yeah? <laughs> if, you, if you're listening. <laughs> no, but Love you. Um, I, I, it, it just sounds really daft, but I was like, oh, yeah, of course there would be other people playing playing Bo-Katan. <laughs> I, I, actors, I yeah. just didn't. It didn't commute, but I will sum. Not sure if, even if um, in season two, Bo-Katan had multiple people playing her. Um, Mm. Five people, that's a lot of people. That is a a lot of people. And that makes me wonder that I'm assuming, yeah, I'm making an assumption, but I'm assuming that's more people than season two, yeah, playing Bo. Um, 
and that probably indicates that we are we and, and we've kind of guessed this anyway the marketing material has told us this that we're going to be seeing a lot of bo katan yes. but this probably means we're seeing a lot a lot a lot of bo katan in action doing yeah. lots of different things um so for me that small detail just told me oh wow no she plays a major part in this season of the mandalorian like she is a big 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 deal in the mandalorian season three yeah. It's funny you mention that actually, because one of the things I picked out was another actress who is who's already had a prominent role in the series, but according to this article, is about to have an even bigger one, and that's Emily Swallow as the Armorer. The yeah. she says um, she she says uh, she's in the armor a lot more for season three, and as such, it's been tailored more precisely. Uh, Emily Swallow was talking about how it was originally quite cumbersome to wear this big outfit; the gloves mm-hmm. weren't very good for picking up this arsenal of weapons so she's now got no more streamlined gloves so she can pick up the weapons more i assume to wield them but she's going to be in the armor a lot more now she's kind of floats in and out of the season she always leaves a big impression when she, when the armor appears but it's kind yeah. of selectively used whereas now it seems like we might be getting more of the armor mate as well that's interesting isn't it it's interesting yes. that we're getting all I, I, it's for me it is confirming um what we, what we've said a lot a lot of the last i don't know like year or two that mando season three is going to be focused around mandalorian culture mandalorian politics the planet of mandalore um we've seen all of these people in the marketing material right you know, so it's, yes, it's not yes. spoilery. It's not. It's not necessarily shock horror. However, the last two seasons of Mando have been very. Um, it really is about just Mando, Grogu going on their small adventures, and wh- how's Grogu going to go back to his people? That's basically the core theme of Mando season two. And then you've got Mando season 2.5, which is Book of Boba Fett. Yes, it which is. Which it is, isn't it? And it I think, is. And, and we'll we'll get to that because they, they do, they address that. They talk about that in this article. John Favreau, Dave Filoni both have some spiel to say about the <laughs> reunion. Was it premature? We don't know. Um, well, we do know. <laughs> we do yeah. know. But but there are some interesting points. I don't know if that's like is that like the world's perfect segue for that conversation, or are we or should we now nah, let's do it. Should we do it? It, 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 it almost is. This, it is. Yeah. But on, on your point though, mate, just because of what you said yeah. about the politics, Pedro actually says in the article that the he says, What I love most about season three is how much the world opens up in terms of Mandalore and Mandalorians. He says yeah. that means so many different facets of culture politics and rules and discoveries delicious doors are flying wide open so mate we're getting a mandalorian centric season Mm. which is going to be great but like you mentioned to segue into mando 2.5 um yeah john and dave had a few things to say and i think it's quite interesting to hear them talk about it because we've had our opinions we know you guys have all had your opinions some are for the decision to bring growth back others are against it some don't even know about it. I have screenshots on my phone, which I was going to send to Luke, but I forgot of people who haven't seen Boba Fett and were genuinely confused at why Grogu was back in Mando season three, the uh, trailers. Wow. So it is a real thing that not everybody is watching the book of Boba Fett. Um, right. But John and Dave cover that, didn't they, mate? Yeah, they do. Um, so this part, I, I was, I was hoping 
uh, this would be front and center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think good, good on the interviewer, good on Empire for for including this and asking this because I think like it's it, it would it would suck if they didn't, you know, ask yeah, the yeah, almost right. awkward question, the elephant in the room. Um, but the interview, I haven't got the name handy right now, but the person it's who wrote Chris, these, um, I can't think of his name now. I speak to him sometimes about film. Um, I'll get it whilst you're talking. Well, he says, um. Oh, the question starts on what happens in the Book of Boba Fett reverses what happened at the end of Mandalorian season two. You set up season three where Mando and Grogu would have been a part, at least for some of it. Was it something that happened when you started to break the Book of Boba Fett? You thought people want to see these characters again together as soon as possible. Um, Yeah, so Chris Hewitt is the guy's name. What's his name? Chris Hewitt. Oh, we, he's done this before, isn't he? Yes, I believe he hosts the Empire Film Podcast as well. I think well, he's on it. Okay. Well, Favreau goes and asks, answers this. Should, what should I... I'll, 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 I'll improvise. I'll improvise. Please, but he please, says, yeah. I think you had to service both things. Just because this kid had the potential and training, does he belong away from the Mandalorian? I saw it more like Paper Moon, where the whole thing is about delivering the kid to a blood rel- relative, only to realize whether genetically, um, genetically through her father or just through bonding, Tatum O'Neill has to end up with Ryan O'Neill. That ending yes. feels that ending feels really good to me. And this sort of could Grogu is given the decision to choose all of that. I think on paper, especially the way it's written, I think that makes absolute sense. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I'm disagreeing with him here. What I think is worth disputing is mate. Uh, a, the old, the old execution of oh, it all. Oh, Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, got, I got, I got the glass out to get you ready, mate. I was like, I had the glass. I was too busy staring at the, um, the article. I was like, glass, glass. Ah, execution. Yes, sorry. Oh, there we go. Oh, the old, yeah, there we go. You continue, uh, my the, friend. Just staring at the photo of John Favreau and Dave Filoni, which is Cut phenomenal. The they look, they look They're fantastic. Good. They look great. <laughs> they look they look brilliant don't they but um yeah what 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 do you think of that like initial response so far do you know what i i totally agree with you on the point that when it's written down like that and they allude to something like um paper moon the bogdanovich film then yeah it it makes perfect sense you know it it just feels right to have those two together and they're always going to end up together despite having despite the initial need to take them to the blood relative or to their own kind in terms of grogu so when you write it down you're like yeah that makes perfect sense actually i understand the reasoning yeah. behind that i get yeah. uh, as for me it's always been the timing and they mention the time don't they they mention that the book of boba fett allowed for time to pass now i think now literally in real world and also in the universe mm-hmm. uh, obviously the galaxy time has passed but i think because the book of boba fett came out so it just felt it felt so soon after Mando season two, even though it was a year, it still didn't feel yeah. like we had that, that disconnect. We weren't, we weren't afforded that time. So it is a very good answer from John, but for me, it still doesn't quite scratch that itch of, yeah, why were the, why, why was it done so soon? Uh, and why was it done in the book of Boba Fett? I know it's all part of the Mando verse. Now we've, we've discussed that um, many, many times, but so I'm so like you. I'm kind of conflicted, almost. That I think it's a great answer from John, but it 
doesn't really answer the question for me right. fully. <laughs> it's, yeah, proper politician's answer, ain't it? Yes. Well, well the, the answer goes on. It says the kid chooses the emotional relationship and he wants to be with the Mandalorian and passing up Yoda's lightsaber. Part yes. of you wants to see him develop in that way and part the other. So you have this interesting character who has this Jedi training to some extent force abilities but also joining the mandalorian culture which we've established is something that you can opt into it demands a lot it offers a lot historically mandalorians developed all of those tools and armor and weapons to be able to counteract the force abilities of jedi so Mm. as a storyteller this offers tremendous opportunity i think that latter bit of that paragraph actually answers a, a little bit more as to what, what, why they thought, hang on, I think we need to re- reunite them. It does, regardless of how I feel about the reunion and that it should have been in Mando season three, I get that. But ultimately, if you were to have done that in Mando season three, let's be honest, you would have maybe have done it halfway through the season or maybe at the uh, end of the season. So, yeah. you'd, you, you'd expect so. So that I think they're looking at this and going, well, this was a way for Grogu to mature. This was a way for Grogu, Grogu to develop. Without this, without Luke taking him along, and, 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 and there has been time, there's been training, even in that one episode of Boba Fett, that's not like a day's worth of training. That yeah. is, that's, that's weeks, months, maybe even a year. I don't know. I don't really know this specific timing. And, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm not that bothered about it. But training has happened. So Grogu is way more competent now. He's not just like the little baby that we see in season one and two. He can actually go on to do more things in season three and beyond. And I think that Luke and Grogu, their training and that, that all, all of the stuff in Boba Fett, I think is basically like a story. It's just a story device to speed Grogu's development up a little bit. So they can just do a little bit more with his character in the going in, in, in future seasons for us as the viewer, we're looking at it like, look, it's Luke Skywalker, Grogu, like this is a huge deal. Well, actually I kind of get, and and I'm translating a little bit here, but I kind of get the impression that they're going, look, as cool as it is, and they do talk about Luke later on in the article, but as cool as it is in universe, this isn't the be all and end all. This, yeah. this just really isn't the, the important thing. The big thing is Mando, Mando and Grogu. Luke in this story between this wolf and cub, he, 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 he is effectively at all a really important yeah. tool, but it's effectively a tool for the story. And that's kind of what I get. And of course they can't say it like that. They can't say it black and white yeah. terms like that, but I don't know. Do you, I, I mean, you see you're agreeing with me, mate. Um, yeah. That's kind no, of what I got with that question. Yeah. Yeah. You read between the lines and that is pretty much, I, I agree. That is pretty much what they are saying. And with, with this, what they've done now is they've, they've shown us that Grogu definitively wants to be with the Mandalorian. That's his father figure. Uh, he's now he's got like the mithril vest on as well. He wants to whether he's going to follow the way, but that is the way he's going to go now. He's effectively turned down the chance to be a Jedi, but at the mm. same time, we actually we got to see him, like you say, training. So we got to see what he's capable of. They opened some doors in his mind, Luke did, and showed them the possibilities of what of his potential. So we saw him flipping about. Um, we saw him evading the um, uh, the training droid 
was trying to mm-hmm. shoot him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. also, he wanted to get those frogs. You know, we, we see, we've now seen him in the trailers. He can now levitate food and nom nom that down. But yeah, it, basically it, French. He's basically he, French. He, he, is I mean? a, he is French in everything but nationality. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah, they've 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 set up more for Grogu now. They've set up that this is this is the partnership. It ain't going away now. Whatever might come between them, they'll always be together. And and I and I, I appreciate that. It's just it's such a wild swing. Even now, when I rewatch Book of Boba Fett, it just feels like such a wild deviation. But John says we couldn't just do a hard reset. We couldn't just have them back together again in season three and be like, here we are, they're back again. Something had right. to happen in the interim period. And Star Wars has always been a bit wishy-washy sometimes with their how long has time passed like in Empire? How long did Luke train with Yoda for? There's that eternal question, mm. which is always fun to um, hypothesize on. And how long was Ray training for? And all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, like you say, who cares? It's still fun and games. We, 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 can, we can make it what we yeah. want to do. For me, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Grogs was with Luke for... For me, it was a couple of months, enough for Mando to slip back into the world of bounty hunting to get some jobs going again and to become to the point where he needed, needed to see the child again. You know, obviously after a few days, you miss him, but I think a, a couple of months may be passed and then that was it. And I think we're going to see more of Grogu and the, the article says some pretty, pretty fun things about Grogu. You got a uh, John Rosengrant, who is a founder of Legacy Effects, who worked on um grogu and we've got tamara colson woodard who i mentioned earlier on who was the who was one of the main puppeteers and costumers she mm. says my favorite grogu moment is actually coming up in seasons three so uh, yeah. i can't talk about it and rosengrant yeah. says i will be killed if i talk about grogu anymore i won't exist if i do so uh, and rick famiera as well says there's things in season three which grogu does which is going to be like the new barometer for that character people are going to be talking about that and yeah. it's about t- if you think about it in terms of the story now the two are the wolf and cub they're inseparable Grogu's going to have to do more in the story now rather than get captured or just look cute now he's going to obviously be meeting, needing to become uh, an equal character uh, alongside Mando in terms of contributing to the story more than just kind of existing within it so I'm I'm so excited to see what they do with our little green friend this season I literally wrote that down about um, Woodard saying their favourite moment if, 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 if yeah. baby Grogu is coming up in knows. season three. Yeah. I was like, uh, oh, I was like, oh, that's interesting because yeah. they Apologies, don't, friends. you know, obviously they want to, you know, they are marketing this season. Yes, but they don't have to go that hard on it do you know what i mean as much as it pains me to say this and i think i've noticed this is that you know they can kind of get away with going right here's a few clips we're just going to stick to this for the marketing material here's a poster here's another poster here's a few magazine articles and we're away they know they can do that they know they can get away with that because the demand for this show is exceptional um the mandalorian says it throughout the article as well doesn't it it says that throughout yeah, and and it, well, th- th- this is this is one of the biggest things in popular culture. Full stop. This is a generational big deal. It's iconic, and I don't think they even said again. And and there's a lot of spiel that we've heard before in this article. But they say, you know, did you expect the Mandalorian to be as big as it is? Look, and they go like, oh, you know, we. We're expecting it to be good. We're proud of it, but no. <laughs> in short, no. We weren't expecting it to be this big. I don't think Disney did either. Um, but I think actually another thing that I've kind of got from this article, or maybe just 
from the way people are saying things and other stuff I've heard is that with something like the success of the Mandalorian, it, it does win them a bit of freedom. You know, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, it wins them a bit of time. It wins them some like brownie points, right? And I think that's how to not, not to go too much off topic, but I think that's how mm-hmm. Star Wars or, or Lucasfilm has kind of got away with not announcing any proper like film dates and, and things like that. They've kind of gone, yeah. You know, we've got this show, which is a smash hit, which for a while carried Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, and, we, yeah. and we're kind of just like floating on that. It just gets you a little bit of, I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, brownie points. I don't even goodwill. So yeah. Yeah. Goodwill. Yeah. 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 That's it, mate. Um, what other bits for you, mate, really stood out in this, in this article in the Empire? Um, it was like how, how they used Luke Skywalker. I thought was interesting, which is like I mentioned before, and how Dave Filoni was like, "Oh, he said, you know, I wanted. I've told John from the beginning, I wanted Ahsoka in this, which, you know, Dave gonna Dave, but they decided she couldn't be the one to train him. So I, because uh, it wouldn't be right, and also he said that's not his plan for her, which makes me think that Ahsoka at least is going to be fully formed in terms of the series in itself. But now a lot of mine really was um, just. The the initial discussions between uh, with Pedro Pascal, Rick Famuyiwa, who is now an executive producer on this mm. season, he is alongside mm-hmm. John and Dave. He's front and center in this article alongside Pedro and Katie as well. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's and and with Grief Cargo and how he's talking about the the volume, saying it because it's um it's just wild, it's experiential when you just walk into this thing and suddenly you can become nauseous and seasick because it feels so real around you and we've had our issues with the volume on other shows but never really with with the mandalorian to any true extent to any major extent so that was interesting sort of hearing that button up against some of the things we've seen some of the things we've said and heard over the last few years about the volume but yeah just 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 hearing everyone's excitement for it mate is what gets me the most pumped as well that's just what i took from this because like you say nobody has to sell this nobody has to be like, oh, this is going to be so good. You guys you aren't going to believe gonna be what? what you're going to see. It's going to be what? It's just going to be, oh, so, <laughs> so good. Thank you, my Thank friend. You. But yeah, they know we, they, they don't need to do that. We've said it on this show, you know, the Mando season three almost sells itself now in terms of pop culture, mm. Disney Plus and Star Wars mm. and just, you know, f- TV fans. But I got a genuine sense from this article that everybody involved is a family, is a community. They love what they do. I loved hearing... Um, Amy Sidaris's take on it, where, where she's kind of like, Look, I don't know what I'm being asked to say. I don't understand any of it. I have trouble with it sometimes, but it's such fun. Me and Pedro have such fun that when we're asked to say some of these ridiculous lines, we just crack up laughing afterwards. And hearing Pelly saying, um, she calls him David Filoni. She goes, David and John are there yeah. to sort of brush up against. So if she needs help on, you know, is this Star Warsy enough? They'll say yes or no. And she's saying she's having such a fun, creative time now, three seasons in. So it's just that, it's, just that. It's, it's not just the characters, but it's the cast and how they have evolved with their characters and with, with their, with the se- series. So that's one of the things I, I got out of this, mate. Um, you mentioned something that I picked up on, uh, and I wrote that down about Rick, Rick Famuyiwa. I think Rick is kind of being brought into not, not, not like take over, but certainly be one of the guardian angels of, uh, the Mandalorian as a franchise. And I think that's in part because Dave Filoni has an expanded role in Lucasfilm. 
Um, yep. He's going to be making uh, Ahsoka, right? He's the showrunner of Ahsoka, which yes. is obvious. And it, again, this is mentioned in 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 this article that the, these shows are very much connected. Yeah. They're and very much moving. Crew, yeah. And skeleton crew, yeah, John Watts moving in the same direction, right? Um, and it's it's interesting again that John Watts um, sent over has sent over an episode of Skeleton Crew to John Favreau to watch, yeah, and you know to drop some to drop some filth. We've 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 heard that Skeleton Crew is now being sent out for like marketing. Right, they're now starting to figure out how they're going to market this show and how they're going to bring it out effectively. So I'm really expecting skeleton crew to to drop this year i think we're gonna get new like with everything at the moment i know it's a cop out we're gonna hear about it at star Wars celebration but yeah, re- i'm a so. boy really wouldn't be surprised mate if we start seeing more skeleton crew popping up but i think um what what i was getting to with that is that you've got like let's say john watts on um mm-hmm. skeleton crew you've got rick on Mando, you've got Dave Filoni on Ahsoka and now the film project slash other projects as a consultant and, you know, general boss daddy, which he is. And then you've got kind of John Favreau pushing and writing this kind of Mando verse, as we all seem to call it, in one direction. And it's a small detail. It's a small thing, but it's like, look, this article is just confirming all of that stuff. Yeah, uh, if you if you if you read between the lines, it's all there, mate, boy. All the filth, it's all there, mate. It's, there. it's all there, and yeah, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed this. I've thoroughly enjoyed this article and all of the all of the stuff that, that that's in it. And and look, we we can't cover everything in the article. Yeah, we can't we can't cover <laughs> yeah. all of it. But it's got me hyped. It's got me really really excited, um, mate. In in regards to the article, there's just like, I mean, yeah, is it one? I've got like one key point that I want to bring up before maybe moving on to like theories and stuff. Have you got another point? No, no, mate. I am just, uh, I'm watching your hair and enjoying the view. Classic. Filth bag. So you want me, do you want me to say this last point? Yeah, you know, yeah I'm interested in what you say about it because uh, on you, the article's great. I'd love to go through it word by word, but... For those who have got yeah, the you magazine, I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it as much as we did. I've gone through it word by word and I really enjoyed it. Well, they're talking, I think, a little bit about the ending of Mando season two and about like Luke turning up and it feeling like a really good ending. Like yes. effectively saying, look, Mando season two could have ended there, right? You know, right? Yeah. And they're going, well, it. look. There's there's always that feeling of wanting to continue telling a story, and I and Dave Filoni said that, and I was like, yeah, I get that because even after Return of the Jedi, one of the best endings in cinema TV ever, um, you, you're always sitting there thinking, what happens to Luke and Leia and Han after What's that? Next? You, you're always thinking that. You think about it when you when you read or watch Lord of the Rings, you're always thinking, what happens after that? Yeah, yep. it might not be as drama packed, <laughs> you know, but something you're happens. Always thinking, yeah something happens yeah 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 um however john john favreau gave us a bit more of a real world answer to it which i thought was very interesting maybe a little bit telling and he says you know you're beholden to market forces with these things and i was like i was like what (laughs) 
was like, that's a random yeah, no. thing to drop with with what's quite what I interpret as quite a creative question. And he's just replied with, but John Favreau can do that. Yeah, he can he can balance the creative arty farty stuff with, you know, the real world yeah, production business. side of things. And I'm glad he said that because I again, if I'm taking a little bit of a um <laughs> liberal <laughs> translation here, paraphrase. I would say I would say that's a mix of look, it's up to Disney. At the end of the day, yeah, it's absolutely. up to how the it's up to how the company's doing, it's up to numbers, it's up to a lot of external factors. Hundred percent. It's worth noting that Disney has a very good track record of saying, look, let's do a show, even if it even if the numbers aren't great, we're committed to it. Versus <laughs> someone like Netflix who just <laughs> drop the Dark when Crystal great, season they just one. Get rid of them. Yeah, and then that's it. Dark season, Dark Crystal season one, right? That's it. We're we're, we're cutting this. <laughs> you're not you're not going to see where it goes. You're never going to see these characters again. All <laughs> oh, right, okay, brilliant. Cheers, Netflix. They, they, they do that with the countless, end. countless shows. Their shows, it's ridiculous, unbelievable. It is. It is pathetic. Um, but I thought that was worth pointing out. Is that whatever happens of these shows? There's always that kind of real world um element or element yeah in, it's always in a mind, bigger fish you know? no yeah, you're right no, it, it is worth it does bear mentioning because it is true we know the man though is huge we know it's uh the most successful show on disney plus or at least in terms of popularity um and it's the most enduring one and it's brought the fan base together quite a lot as well amongst many yeah, other things but at the same time. time you know it's going to come down to the appetite for it the the uh, the numbers, the popularity, is it bringing in the same amount of dosh in terms of merchandising? All that kind of stuff will come into it. Or, you know, the big the big cheeses will look at it and say, we, we honestly think we can get two more seasons out of this and then it's going to become stale. It could be that, you know, they could get the, mm. the mandate from Iger that season five is the last one, wrap it up. Why? Well, we don't want this thing becoming, uh, to becoming too much. We want it to end on a high there's many things and i think he, you know john is very pragmatic i think it's very right to say that because it would be easy to say uh, to be a little bit more guarded in your response but he's just being honest you know in the end of the day the show could be great but you know the market says could say otherwise or it could be a decision from up top the suits might say yeah. something and well that's it so it's always good to keep it give yourself that kind of open end sort of sl- slash soft hard ending where you can, you know, this is the end if you want it to be. But if you want to spin it off or have a third season, it allows you to do that. And we've just been speaking about how Star Wars is just one big old timeline anyway. So even if Mando had the most hardest definitive ending, you know, they're still going to continue the story post-Mando in this galaxy anyway. So there's always a story to tell. And and you, you've just mentioned a name that I think is really important. We mentioned this in the podcast as well. Really good podcast this month on over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash style sessions. Join from $2. Yeah, get involved. Um, but we talk about a uh, big boy, Iger, you know, coming in, yes. letting go of a lot of people from the Disney company. Uh, however, the point being made lately, and maybe we didn't quite labor this enough on, on, on the old podcast is that, Iger wants to give control back to a lot of creative and artistic people. He wants to get rid of a lot of bureaucracy. And so, you know, coming into the Chapek era for people like Filoni or Favreau, they were probably a bit more nervous. 
they probably were like, oh, I don't know what we're going to get away with here. And yep. maybe they just want quantity. And whereas I, I feel, I get the impression that there's a bit more focus on making the right move. And that's not just in Lucasfilm, that's in Marvel. You know, Marvel are now moving around a lot of their projects and they're kind mm-hmm. of going to have less is more of, a, of an approach which you they hire someone need. to do a job you hire a director or a showrunner to do a job if, you, if yeah. you're just going to neuter them just get anyone to do it so I, I'm, I'm all yeah. for this yeah good shout mate good shout right should we move on we've done the empire magazine guys we've only like kind of skimmed the service we've done the juice the juicy gossip but you know go go pick up a copy um it's i dirty. went to get one at, i went to get one at waitrose the other day and um it was sold out mate sold out Post Just supermarket, what do you expect? I got one from Sainsbury's. Other other supermarkets are available. I got it today. I got mine. Um, yeah. And where did you get yours from? Sainsbury's as well. I oh, see Sainsbury's yeah. represent. Here we go. Yeah, you um, know, it, mate. <laughs> mate, I want to. I want to hear though. We've been talking about the written word and what other people have been saying. I want to hear now what you've got to say. Man, though, season three is nearly upon us. The time is now. If we're ever going to drop a theory or or what we think's going to happen or who's going to turn up and all that hoopla, now is the time because this time next week, mate, it's going to be pretty much going to be too late. So what are you thinking then? Season three, we know how season two ended. We've seen Book of Overfit and how that ties it all up. Now, what are your theories? What are you speculating? What do you think is going to happen in season three? What, you know, what's going to be the other the big moments or kind of the major story points? My, my my theories and my points are written down all over the place, mate. I have not got I have not got one concise idea, and I think Same. this is a test. I I think this is a testament to their marketing and to the approach of like. Yes. And the more I think about it, Matt, the more I think about it, Mando season three, yeah, before Book of Boba Fett, <laughs> it was a given. That it's like, oh, well, they're going to reunite. Yep. Right? Uh, am I yep. wrong? Am I no, wrong? We all thought that was going to happen given. at some point in this season. We yeah. knew. And I, if I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember us saying that, you know, uh, maybe it's by the like halfway through the season or by the end of the yes. season. But is that a good season? Like to know that that's coming, to know what well, we know, like Mando's just going to go around shooting people, doing some bounties, realize he misses Grogu, and and that's your season Good three. Point. I Good can't point. help but realize now, and now, like we we've been because I've been thinking about this basically for the last like five weeks of my life, <laughs> particularly in the last week, I've been like, what is? I've I've been sitting there going, what is going to happen? Because there are there are a lot of loose threads, and they need to they oh. need to crack on with that. They need to crack on with yep. these stuff, not just the Mando and Grogu relationship, but I mean, we've, we've labored the point hard this episode, but Mandalorian politics, that's an obvious one. Who rules Mandalore? Who, yeah, you know, exactly. who's the ruler of Mandalore? Yeah. I've seen a lot of people saying those other Mandos in the trailers, you know, the like orange head and that. Multicolored ones. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, we pledge our allegiance to Din Djarin. He's the king. He's the ruler. He's, he's the rightful the ruler of Mandalore. Yeah, whereas other people might be like, oh, hang on. No, we're, we're House Catan. So I think I, I've written down here in my little, my little sketchy notebook, <laughs> Mando Civil War. Yeah, oh, I've, just, yes. I've just put that because I think that's where it's going. Um, I think you're right. You're going to have like, those Skittles Mandos, <laughs> multi-coloured ones. They're going to they'll be aligned with Love Skittles. We know Bo wants the dark side, but she thinks she has the right she she thinks she is the rightful ruler of the heir to the throne of mandalore 
Right. She ain't going to give that up. And Bogotan said in the article, Bogotan, Katie Sackoff, that she has she's having to sort of deal now with what she, she, she her family is House Catan, but um, Carice, sorry, but. Is that the family that she's going to choose to follow or choose to be with or continue on that path? So she's got something like crises to overcome in this, in this season as well, which is very exciting. I think Bo-Katan's going to have a huge mm. say. And I think she's going to align with Mando by the end of the season. I think they're going to be, do you think? Um, I think they're going to be buddies by the end of it. Or they're going to have, I think they're going to have an uneasy alliance throughout, which may spawn some kind of civil war. I think by the end, for the good of Mandalore, they're going to, she's going to align with him or he's going to do something which proves that he is the daddy. A lot of people are saying he's going to, he's going to, like Kuil said, he is going to ride that mythosaur into the sky and which is going to be apparently in the mines. And that's what's going to make him you know, Mandalore himself. There's a lot of people would like to see that. Um, I mean, my, my main theories, mate, are actually nothing to do with Mando himself, which sucks in a way, but. I think we're going to see a bit more mm-hmm. about a bit more sequel tie-ins. So I think we are going to have a little bit more cloning, a little bit. The word cloning was mentioned in the article. I think we're going to hear a bit more about that. I think may, maybe Thrawn or more about Thrawn. Potentially Rebels characters might show up. I don't mean to take over the thing as well. Here, my boy's got that. He's, he's there. I don't, I don't mean down, to take over I? the show, yeah. but, you know, Sabine would be the most obvious one to show up. She's a Mandalorian. Mm. they want to tie into their other shows we've seen how you know gratuitously they will do that in the book of boba fett i wouldn't be surprised if they did start throwing <laughs> things in there with mando but um i did have a funny one though mate which isn't funny but they've been showing grogu a lot with his little mithril vest on um yeah. a lot in the marketing i said to my like brother the other day, that's it like frodo um i said to my brother the other day i think at some point you know in this big dramatic moment grogu's gonna get shot and everyone's gonna lose their mind and think oh my god and then he's going to rem- then mm. we're all going to remember he's got the vest on because I've or noticed stabbed. that pretty much or stabbed yeah like um, like Frodo um, yeah by a cave oh good they've got a cave troll um, they're <laughs> showing that vest quite a lot I just think it's going to come I think it's going to come into play a lot because if he had a lightsaber we know they'd use that so I think that vest is going to come into play some way shape or form but I'll go, I'll throw a name at you mate I'll throw a name at you for a, for a bit of I want to hear your thoughts on this John Sun yeah. Gideon. Gideon. Yeah. What's going on with Moff Gideon? He's with the New Republic, but what's his story? I think he's back in. He's back in. He's got to be. I think he's oh. like broken out or something. I think <laughs> I I could see. Now, this is a bit crazy, but Moff Gideon knows his Mandalorian history. He knows Mandalorian culture. Yeah. Yep, he wielded there a dark might, saber for a while. There might be one or two Mandalorians that want to use that to their advantage. Fantastic shout. Yes slash the empire maybe they're like well maybe we need to work with the remnant maybe they're not the empire of before maybe we can see and we know that's obviously cod's wallop we know that's not true yeah but narratively you could have like a sect of mandos who are like yeah mate we we need to bust this guy out he knows what he's talking about he knows what he's doing maybe he is a mandalorian i don't know i I, i'm not 100 sure but i think all of these questions. I mean, Luke Skywalker. I I think Luke Skywalker could appear again. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's season three um, yep. or four, but Luke will be keeping an eye on Grogu. Make absolutely right because of, like, of course he would. He would. I don't think Luke is going to be like right. See you, mate. <laughs> on your yeah. bike. <laughs> Cheers. Threw him in that X-wing. See you later, son. 
Luke, Luke is way more about like him. the loving side of things. And I think that, yeah, he's going to not necessarily force him to train or anything, but I think he's going to just keep an eye on things, make we sure things temple, are just. Didn't we? The temple yeah. was being created over there on Ossus. He's going to be keeping an eye on a force sensitive Yoda species, isn't he, mate? Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Um, Ezra, Ezra Bridger, do you think we'll see Ezra? Damn, oh, man. I think they're keeping Ezra for Ahsoka, for the Ahsoka okay. show. I think they're going to save that. But that would be great. That would be great. And that kind of also, um, to kind of segue, but also merge the two questions. That's one of my biggest fears for the season as well, mate, is, you know what I'm going to say, is to kind of mm. the, the character of the week or the 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 moment of the week. I wanted to focus more on on Mandal- the Mandalorian himself, him and Grogu, or just have that, have it just be the, you know, Mandalore whatever is it is it cool to see ahsoka cad bane uh all the luke skywalker and everybody else yes did we all lose our mind each time they all came on yes but i yeah. i rewatch season one of mando every now and then and just think this is this is it man and i've said it since it came out it's it's so focused it's just concentrates on these new characters creating new lore and new stories and new legends that i want a bit more of that yes we're gonna have broker tan and that who's obviously a leg- uh, legacy character but I wanted to be a little bit more focused on the Mandalorian rather than character for week. Let's build the story out. You know, the state of the galaxy as well. Let's have like almost like interludes where we see, um, where we see Paul, um, Hugh Lee's character, Carson Tever, where we see him talking to someone about something that's going on in the outer rim, guys. We've got to put a stop to it. Have that kind of like mystery throughout, but I'd love it to stick more with the Mandalorian rather than who can they, who can they bring in? I mean, have you got any kind of major fears for season three that if they do it, you'll just kind of roll your eyes at? I, I'm, it's all about how they do it. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, it I, is, yes. Because I know you prefer season one. I prefer season two because I, I love the just natural expansion yeah, of, both great, of the Mando story, right? And, and I get what you're saying. I totally yeah. get it and I understand it. I think both seasons are absolutely outstanding <laughs> no, Star Wars television. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, or, or just television full stop. And yeah. I think even if you watch, um mando and i've been doing it with let's say like family when you watch mando and you're introduced to these new characters because to them they are new characters i don't think there's any feeling of oh this is all being a bit this is all getting taken over by other people yeah listen they didn't do a book of boba fett did they they didn't have just like ahsoka just turn up (laughs) and covering the whole episode and then mando turns up no no mando's a big part of the episode yeah so um i don't know I don't know. Uh, in, in short, mate, not really. I don't have much. I don't have many fears. I do think I, I, some of you guys who follow us on TikTok or Instagram uh, might have noticed I did a video recently on Boba Fett. I do think we'll be seeing Boba Fett in this season. Yeah. I think it makes sense. I think we'll see him toward the end of the season. I think this season is going to do a lot of building to something bigger. And then season oh, four by season four, we will know where the whole story is going. And I wouldn't be surprised, mate, if Star Wars Celebration, yeah, coincides with like an episode or two of Mandalorian season three. It could actually well be toward the finale. Um, yep. Rumors are they might even be shown the finale um, early oh, at Star Wars Celebration. Some people are saying that. I don't know how true that is, um, but that's what I've heard. Um, but what if 
that coincides with an announcement, a roadmap of where Star Wars content is going, and we get the big crossover event. And by the end of this season, we know more about it. We're like, oh, so that's where this is going. Oh, that's where Thrawn is. Oh, that's what Ahsoka's doing. Okay. And the Mandalorians are doing this. Oh, an empire, the remnant empire, they're going there. Oh, and they're building up their forces in the outer rim or in the, in the unknown regions, you know? And what about those Snokes in the tubes in season two that were just like randomly popped up for an episode? Yeah. That's not accidental. None of that is accidental. And that's the great thing about a TV show or, or just the character, the nature of a series is that you can explore all of these plot points and take your time a little bit. Mate, I am. I'm actually so excited. The more I think about it, I'm, I'm at a nine now. Forget it. I knew you would be, mate. I'm at I think they, yeah. I think we're going to see Boba in this season. I think we're going to get another season of Boba Fett as well. I think we will do as part of the crossover. Now that we've got a Re- Rangers of the New Republic sized hole, yeah, I think they might try and fill it with something Boba Fetty. But mate, I just wanted to throw in as well. <laughs> I'm very excited, <laughs> Boba Fetty. I'm excited for the directors this season, mate. We've got Fami Iwa, Carl Weathers coming back. We've got Bryce Dallas Howard is coming back as well. Um, but the new directors excite me very, oh, very yeah. much, mate. We've got Lee Isaac Chung, who is who was nominated for an Oscar for Minari. Beautiful, family-orientated film. Beautiful. We've got Peter Ramsey, who were co-directed Into the Spider-Verse and the new Spider-Verse film. Um, and he won, he won an Academy Award for that Best Animated Feature. He's also working on Ahsoka. So, and then we've got Rachel Morrison, who worked with uh, Rick Fami, who were previously on Dope. She's worked with Ryan Coogler as well. She was the first woman to be nominated for Best Cinematography on Mudbound. She is... She was a cinematographer first and foremost, who before becoming a director as well. Uh, Peter Ramsey was a storyboard artist and illustrator before becoming a director. We're getting people with so much experience. All three directors coming in are Oscar winners or Oscar nominated, and they are high mm. caliber. Going alongside Bryce, who seemingly can't do anything wrong, <sighs> Rick Famuyiwa, who was elevated himself because of the quality so of his good. work, and Carl Weathers, who did. An episode I really enjoyed in season two. So we've got mm. a really, really, really solid cast of directors. Uh, we're going to be steering the ship this time. We haven't got. Um, it is no, eight no episodes. episodes, ain't it? It, it is, is eight yeah. episodes. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. None of them are directed by John Favreau. He is obviously writing them alongside Dave Filoni and Noah Claw, who was a was a writer on the book of Boba Fett as well. But so I, okay. you know the changes behind the scenes. They they excite mm. me, mate. It's really setting us up to be a blockbuster season of Star Wars TV, and I cannot wait, mate. This is the way, mate. This, this is, is the, the way. way. <laughs> Hi, this is Brendan Wayne from The Mandalorian, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. This is the way. Little Grogu's telling you this is the yeah. way. Well, whew, that was a discussion I've been wanting to have for a long time. And we're going to be having it yeah. for the next eight weeks, which is even dirtier. Hopefully, we enjoy <laughs> the episodes. But you know, if hopefully, we don't, we're going to tell you straight up if we don't. But um, thankfully, though, we're not finished yet. We're not done yet. The Essex Falcon has pulled up outside our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. The only question that remains, Lukey Boy, is... Shall we? Let's do it. Ah, yeah, come on. 
offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. A libation. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, master? For a drink? Yeah, let's crack open some Spotchka with Cobb Vance. Each week here in the Bantina, we sit down with you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a few Kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussion. And this week, we were a bit naughty. We wanted to hear your theories on what you think is going to happen in The Mandalorian Season 3. And we got some doozies, didn't we, mate? Yes, mate, we did our Instagram again we get all, we get loads of comments we're not going to be able to go through all of them have a look True. at them yourself like after the show because mm-hmm. there's some great theories some great but, uh, let's start with Neve R2She2 who says not so much of a theory but I'm excited to see Din teaching Grogu about the way now that the child has actively chosen to be with him and be part of his clan and ultimately learned so much about his culture and the history of those who took him in as a foundling and also us exploring the very confusing but hopefully made clear history of mandalore and its (laughs) culture too fantastic point to start off with i think for i I think for some people uh who haven't watched clone wars rebels read comics books the whole idea of mandalore and the mandalorian culture is a little bit daunting but i do feel like the show does treat the whole topic with with respect so I think it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Emily Bonner says, I'm expecting an average 3.7 Rs per episode (laughs) due to Grogu's shenanigans. Uh, Matthew Chitty says, I think this this season he will look to reclaim his status, but realize that this isn't the way. I love Ooh. it, Matthew. <laughs> he will be. He will understand Bo Katan's point of view, but feel that the dark saber isn't the answer. I still believe that the arm, the armorer, is the true villain. Destroying the Beskar spear was a way to remove a weapon that could harm her. <laughs> Ultimately, the factions will be at war with each other, leading to a reluctant hero becoming the mandalorian oh mate oh yes <laughs> oh come Matthew, on okay we're, we're dropping it now <laughs> yes <laughs> Go on, let's have it let's have it mate uh, <laughs> love it yeah. uh zach zach orange uh lovely and uh, mac zach's got in contact with us recently left us a lovely uh, message really saying nice message guys cheers mate recently discovered you and loving the show so we, we were like oh cheers mate appreciate yeah, that really appreciate anyway that. zach says i think it will build into din and bo katan fighting it out for the dark saber and indeed mandalore imagine the throne room fight echoing maul and pre vizsla However, a big distraction will stop the fight before a winner is decided, such as a certain blue-skinned admiral showing up and trying to acquire Grogu for Papa Palp's cloning scheme, oh. where Gideon failed. I mean, oh. <laughs> the uh, I mean, but there are so many good theories. There are so many good ideas, and I think that if I'm going to say it again, mate. If it were, if if it weren't for that reunion in Boba Fett, maybe I'm just trying to be optimistic about it. But if it weren't for that reunion in Boba Fett, we wouldn't be speaking about any of this. We'd be like, we'd just be saying, oh yeah, they're going to reunite. They're going to reunite. It is reunite. a nice way and, to look at it. Like, yes, I don't know. Yeah, it is a nice way to look. I will we'll stick with that. Anyway, mate, what else are people saying elsewhere on the interwebs about this uh, about Mando season three, mate? What are they saying? 
Well, like Lucky Boy said, we got quite a lot, so I'll blast through a few of them. On Twitter, Samuel R. Choi, he said he gave us four. He said Din's going to realise he can still be a Mando and take his helm off. Two, Sabine will show up. Three, Snoke foreshadowing. And four, he thinks Bo-Katan will take the throne of Mandalore. Uh, Brian Washington, this guy's a man after my own heart. He says we're going to get a character from Aftermath turn up. He's put Empire's End down, but... <laughs> Look, they've they've mined that already with Cobb Vamp, haven't we? So mm. I'm, I'm here for mm-hmm. that. Um, Could happen. Uh, G- cheese. G- Arizona Baller 23 says, Barris Offy took Grogu from the Jedi Temple. He thinks we're going to find that out. Jody Bell mm-hmm. says he thinks Mace Windu took Grogu from the Temple, and we're going to find that out. Uh, Richard J, the Republic finally captured Bo-Katan and put her on trial for all of her war crimes. Trek Wars okay. pod say well they've gone all they've gone full dallas on us and they said we're just going to find out it was all a dream um oh yeah christopher lloyd's characters in this as well i forgot about that um star wars meg says yeah and 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 star wars meg star wars meg said sabine will make a surprise appearance as well so a few people on the sabine train there um what else we got let's move on over to to facebook andrew sheard says din's gonna unite mandalore by riding the mythosaur with the dark saber in hand jimmy tank adams says the same mando's gonna ride the mythosaur and he's gonna reunite so he's gonna unite the mandalorians like jake sully did in avatar speaking of the blue people uh jack copestake no. he's he's with you mate he said i think it's an all-out clan war and finally i'm not gonna forget this dude Mido. Martin Mead, the Mandalorian, on his own on his own show, the Mandalorian says, "I'm not so sure Bo-Katan is the villain. Obviously, she has her reasons to be, and for the dark saber. But I think there will be an ultimate big bad that all the Mando clans will unite to fight or defeat." So, we have got and we got a load more. Like Luke said, go check out our socials and just read through some of the comments because even if some of these don't happen, they're all to me they're all within the realm of possibility, which makes it even more mm-hmm. exciting. And everything they've given us in season one or two makes me think that even if we don't get any of these, we're going to get something just as good, if not better. So thank you, everyone, for sending in your your comments. If we didn't get around to featuring you this week, please do continue to send them in. And we'll do everything we can to get you on an upcoming edition of The Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be... So good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, Spices Partner, but about Bentinos, the Patreon questions show up section part. You love it. You know it. What am I talking about? Look, <laughs> to kick us off this week, it's our boy Mo, aka Sislayer246, yes. and he says this. It was interesting that Andy Circus promo pick for Celebration said Kino Lawyer and not Snoke. I also can't help but notice the absence of the bigger sequel trilogy names like Daisy, Adam, John, Oscar and Kelly Marie. Do you think Disney, Lucasfilm, is intentionally snubbing the sequel trilogy because of all the backlash and negativity surrounding the last two films? There are plenty of guests from the animated series and Disney Plus shows 
even some from the originals and prequels, but barely any from the sequels other than Gwendolyn and Jonas. Am I possibly reading too much into this, or have you noticed a shift in attitude too? Uh, great question, Mo Matty Boy. Let me check. Let me chuck it over to you, mate. What are you saying? What do you think? It is a great question for Mo. He sent this to us on Instagram, mm. and as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, this is right. Luke's going to love this, but... Do you know what? When you spell it out like that, it doesn't look great, does it? And a couple of weeks ago, we, we got asked the question, who would be our kind of dream guest? Who would we like to see announced? And I said on this show, more sequel trilogy cast members, like the big of the big people. Now, there's no way Adam Driver's showing up. Not one, not, there's not a catch chance in the galaxy that Adam Driver is turning up to this. So I think we should probably nix that one right away. Yeah, Boyega, no. I think you can probably <laughs> drop that one off for the time being as well. But however... Adam Driver is extremely busy at the minute. Daisy Ridley's got four films in production or on the go. Um, yeah. John Boyega has got uh, he's got a new film coming out soon, and he's got a couple in production. These guys, the thing about these guys is where they're young and upcoming and fresh talent. Plus, they've got Star Wars on their resume. They're in demand. Just because you may not be seeing them on in the big tentpole films doesn't mean they haven't been busy. They're out there yeah, working. You know, they, all of everyone you just mentioned, they're, they're working and. I mean, I'd love to see someone like Laura Dern, Admiral Holdo there, because she's just a great actress. It'd be great to see her there. But a lot of these people are working, whereas obviously the OT actors, most of them now are retired or they're of an age where they can comfortably do the convention circuit and earn a few bunts. The PT guys, we've only recently, I mean, Hayden and Nat Ewan have only recently started turning up and they're the kind of ones you want. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman is, isn't there. You know, Sam Jackson's not on the convention circuit. Liam Neeson isn't. So you have to kind of consider what who they're getting from each trilogy uh and have been historically but do what the question is do i think they're trying to distance it no i don't think so it looks and i do and the reason i say that is because this is a this is celebration it's literally called celebration they're celebrating the franchise i don't think they're trying to distance themselves i do think it's just generally down to scheduling or maybe even like I mentioned, just a little bit of hesitation on, on the actor's behalf. Would they like to get Boyega and Adam Driver and Daisy? I bet they would. And Oscar Isaac. Firstly, mm. are, they busy to, are they too busy? Yes. Secondly, do they want to come to it? Do they want to be surrounded mm. by Star Wars again when they're just... They've said, you know, after the last film and the way it all went in production, they're just trying to have a little break from it all. Do they want to be thrown... Are they ready to be thrown into it? It took you and Hayden long enough to be able to do so. In time... Yeah in time i think we'll find them coming to more and more but these are working actors now of an age where they are and of a talent where they're just getting picked up so much so i think you could look at it and say maybe but i think this is star wars celebration i don't think i don't think they're going to hide away from the sequel trilogy at at all it just looks that way but what about you lucky boy do you think there's some kind of like shenanigans going on here i I don't think so. I don't get that vibe. And I think um, Mo, it is a great question. And a bit like what Matty Boy says, yeah, it could be it could be seen as that. It could be felt as exactly what you've just said. But I, d- I just don't get that impression. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of did include in your question, you know, Gwendolyn's there. Jonas yeah. is there. Yeah. You know, if they were snubbing it, they wouldn't invite those guys. They wouldn't be there. Yeah. And it's worth... If Gwendolyn's a big well, deal as well, to be fair yeah absolutely uh, and even like there's a few more people like sam sam the stormtrooper yeah. she's just been announced like today right or when we're, yeah, when we're recording herring. like th- this week brian herring so that there's more st coming and, and listen from 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 what i know about how conventions and this kind of thing works mate 
I think you'd be surprised. But well, I knew you probably know this, but like I think a lot of us would be surprised at how last minute some of this stuff is. <laughs> yeah, like how yeah. they ain't got a clue. Like there's some people that they they got their like day dot. Yeah. And I think there's going to be people at celebration that like we have no idea about. Um, Where's Tim? And Where's be, Pedro? Yeah, yeah, right. And I I still think that that could that could be happening. It's just yeah. it's it's timing. And if these guys are working in America at the time. It's it's maybe a bit difficult to get them over here. Will um, the cast of Andor be working in the UK Great show. when Star Wars Celebration is on? Yeah, probably. Now, that's n- going to be like a balance of, right, it, are they available to come to London to do this panel or do that? Maybe. Maybe. I, I still think we're going to get Andor stuff, but it takes time. And, and the reason they drip feed us this stuff is because they still got tickets. They still got tickets. So if people are like, oh, I really want to get that autograph. I really want to meet that person. Oh, how many tickets they got? Oh, a Sunday store available? Yeah, I'll get a Sunday ticket. Oh, they're signing on that day? Yeah, I'll do that one. That's how the whole thing works. I think it's less to do with like them snubbing an era and more to do with them like really getting everything in place still. And yeah, business. (laughs) And the more, the more, the more, the more some of these guys can hold out, the more they're going to get paid for the day, aren't they? So, yeah, there's a bit of that as well. There's a bit of that as well. But um, I'm hearing some cool stuff, Matty Boy, about this celebration. I, yeah, I think it. I think I it's going to be sick. I think. I think it might be. I, I think it's going to be a big deal. I really, really do. I can't wait, mate. That and Bibs Bash, obviously. Come on, oh, obviously Bibs Bash. Right. But no, thank you for sending that in, Mo. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, nice one, mate. We hope you've answered your question there. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think of that question. Same to everyone listening. Is the ST being snubbed by Reed Pop, by Star Wars, Lucasfilm and Disney here? Or is there more practical reasons as to why we're not seeing more representation there? Uh, the next one we got is from Matthew Bell. or you know him as Big Boy Bell. And he sent in this question. He said, hello there, Matt, Luke, and all of the fellow session sickheads out there. Like many of us, I'm currently counting down the days into oh. a celebration. We're all excited. It's going to be amazing. Amongst the many things we're expecting to happen at celebration, we're all eager to hear about the next cinematic addition to the galaxy far, far away. There's obviously an awful lot of speculation and debate as to the who, what, when, where, and why of the films themselves, etc., my question, though, is thinking about the real-world impact of these films. The last three movies have been divisive, to say the least. What happens if the next one or two aren't were received? Will Lucasfilm plough on with their plans regardless? Will they change tack? Will they cancel all their plans and run around in a blind panic? Can't wait to hear your views, lads. Keep us spicy and see you at Celebration. Uh, mate, we cannot wait to sit down and shoot the Galactic Breeze review over a few pints at Celebration. Oh. But this question is going to us plenty to chew on now. Lukey boy... What do you think is going to happen if, when, when the new films come out, they're not really well received? What what happens then? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Um, let's see, let's see what they do with this. Um, but I, th- I, I feel like Lucasfilm are are learning from that like sequel trilogy era, that Han Solo era. They're taking the good bits and they're taking the bad bits, and they're trying to mm. to, to learn from them. Um, I do think earlier on in the episode, I mentioned about John Favreau saying, you know, they're beholden to market forces. 
I think it's 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 funny that this question's come up and we've just said that, you know. Yeah. There's there's always a risk. There is always a risk of look, if this sucks, we're we're pulling the plug. This isn't happening. And w- that's already happened in the Star Wars franchise. Solo. That's already happened. Yep. Solo basically, you know, stopped the production of Obi-Wan Kenobi as a film. They paused it. They didn't <laughs> they didn't completely bin it, but they were like, hang on, let's take a step back here. Let's reevaluate a few things and see see yep. what, what what's going. There's a lot of discussion and conversation that we've we've had about solo any anyway in previous episodes. But um I, I, I think it's always a potential, mate. In short, I think it's always a potential, Matthew, that you know, if something really does um not do the figures that you want, that yeah, they would scrap it. And that they would go, look, we're going to discontinue this. And even with like John Favreau, again, talking about Luke Skywalker and Mando season two's finale and all of that jazz, you can kind of see how that was written for, look, just in case this doesn't continue, let's write it like this, which I find a little bit bizarre. But when you look at it from a real world perspective, it does, it does make sense. Yep. And I'm sure the new films will um be written with that in mind i will say though that mm. disney need to get a cinematic slate out and they are they're beefing that cinematic slate out and i think they um they they need a star wars they need a star wars in their yeah. life and yeah. uh i can't see them going yeah well, let's start a new series and let's bin this off i think your spin-off films are more at risk than your main series yes. or saga films uh, matty boy what are you saying a brilliant question from great. the welsh the welsh frenchman what are you saying what are you saying <laughs> it's great i know i've hypothesized about this myself is that what happens if the new films come out and they're just not very good it's not a case of yeah. you know some nut jobs online saying oh down with these films blah blah what happens if they're just not well received then right. what do lucas film then is it because star wars is not a an attractive franchise is it because you know they they can't come out of a certain set of parameters and try something new or did they try something and it didn't work what it comes yeah like you say it's how it's how they approach it It, it, there's many many facets of that i mentioned on the bamp the show i do with my friend john the other day that we're living in a world now where some people will tell you that a film can make 600 million quid and be seen as a failure and cannot make money back Mm -hmm. it is an unsustainable model we're living in in hollywood and star wars needs to try and embrace even if it doesn't sadly involve using the volume a bit more, it needs to it needs to bring down those budgets a bit more in order to be more financially um, sustainable as well. Because Hollywood at the minute is eating itself alive with three Indiana Jones is three hundred million dollars. What we saw the last Ant Man recently, by all accounts, awful. As was the use of the volume <laughs> in that film. And I, you know, I like me. I don't mind me some two hundred, two hundred million film, wasn't it? Two hundred million yeah, dollar film. Big Didn't budget. Look like and, it. Didn't and stagecraft. Like it. The volume looked. It looked horrible. Now, uh, genuinely horrible. I'd say the same for it. Star Wars or whatever it is I like. It was a horrible looking film. They've got. If they got to try and find a way to use it better to save some bunts, because at the minute it's not sustainable. So in terms of the box office. I'm kind of I take that with a bit of a pinch of salt because if the new film makes eight hundred million and people say oh it's a failure because it didn't make a billion, just get out. No, just leave that alone. A film shouldn't have to make a billion to be a success. That stinks. Um, if it's got a low Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb user score, not use uh, again. It depends on what context that is in. Same with mm. the critic score. 
certain mm. some of the films we enjoy in Star Wars have got low critic scores, but we dig them still. So it come it just it's, it depends on what like you say what the context is. If it's just a bad film, then I think Lucasfilm need to look at themselves and whoever is their hiring manager and fire them because right they've got they've now got a clean slate. So we imagine, but they've got a clean slate. They can do whatever they want. They've had time. That by the time the film comes out, it would have been six years since the rise of Skywalker. Do remember, there was, there was only ten years between Revenge of the Sith and The Force Awakens, so we're not a million miles away from that. They've had plenty of time yeah. to plan this out and learn from their mistakes. If though, if, if the next film or two films come out and they're not well received, I do wonder what Lucasfilm's hand is going to be if they go into a blind panic and just focus back again on Disney Plus. Or just basically say we're 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 not doing any films for the foreseeable future. No, no more. We're going to focus on the nostalgia and the legacy characters that we've already created right. for Disney Plus. Right. That's my fear. However, I hold out hope that they're going to smash the first film out of the block. All the, the first film's only got to do what the Force Awakens did, which is be a good film. It's be a good film. Yeah. Give us new characters that we that we enjoy, new situations, and a compelling story. It sounds easy, but it, you know Star Wars has shown time and time again that it can do that. So I'm, I, I believe that they were not going to have a problem, but it is inter- I can't answer it fully because I just don't know because it depends who's in charge of Lucasfilm at the time. If if we're True. talking about twenty twenty eight, then that's five years. Who knows who could be in charge? We, we could have an absolute, you know, trigger happy person who just fires all of Lucasfilm and brings on a whole new creative team and it all goes to pot. But I'd like to think that they've learned from their mistakes. And even if the first one isn't critically or, or commercially well received that they mm. continue with their story or tweak it as needs be, but do not panic. That would be my hope, that is, don't panic. Keep calm and carry on, mate. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah, keep calm. And, I, you know, I think sometimes Lucasfilm gets a little bit of a bad rap, yeah? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I say that because if you do look at other franchises that are like, yeah, we're making this and we're, we're cracking on with it, you know, we've been getting a lot of tripe lately. You've just mentioned Ant-Man. You know, there are parts of Ant-Man that I enjoyed, but generally I was like, nah, this, this film is... Like, this film, man, like, what? How did they get away with that? How did they do that? I, I don't know. I don't know. It weren't for me. However, I, I, I actually think that with Lucasfilm Projects now, like, yep, we're pulling this. Yeah, I know we've announced it, but we're pulling it. I almost yep. think there's there's almost some humility there, and yeah, okay, they need to get their eggs in in you know in in line a bit better. Um, however, I would rather have the drama of oh this ain't happening and blah 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 blah. Yeah, I'd rather have that than actually like rubbish product, rubbish series, rubbish mythology yeah, coming absolutely. out, right? So yeah, mate, and and I don't know, I, I, Star Wars has got the longevity, mate. Star Wars has got the longevity and history proves, you know, our team, our franchise has been number one in one way or another since 1977. 1977, yeah. yeah. History tells you that we're good. (laughs) Long way that continue. Whatever they come up with now, though, mate, they're not building off the Skywalkers. I think it's worth saying that 789 was building off the, the OT. Whatever they yeah. give us now is the is Lucasfilm's new Star Wars, and it has to hit. So I do think I do think the first film or two has to hit. 
if it's going to get the audiences in because whatever it is or whoever they whoever the actors are or the the the, the characters or the situations that has to be compelling because this is now the new era it's not the skywalker saga anymore it's the new mm. lucasfilm era of star wars so it, there's a lot of pressure as well let's not forget that there is a there's a ton of pressure mate there is a ton of pressure but things like mandalorian and things like andor just give me so much confidence even like yep. even like musically i'm like you Ooh. know could yes. you a few years ago could you imagine stars without john williams probably not and now we you know even listening to the andor soundtrack which i weren't struck on at first i now listen to it and i'm like oh my days this, yeah, this is some, yeah, this is some <laughs> beautiful music and it's when you put it all it? together it's magical and i'll say that i don't care I don't care. I'll say that. I'll be like, at first, it didn't strike me. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? It well. took me. Yeah, same as Rogue One, mate. I think oh, I'm, I, we're living in a great time, mate. We're yeah. living in a great, great time for Star Wars. Anyway, <laughs> look at us geeks sitting here listening to the Star Wars soundtrack in our time. Off. I know, right? I know, <laughs> I know mate. It's good, good music. <laughs> nerds, N- nerds. Well, you bunch of nerds. Uh, big boy Bell, Mo. Thank you for your questions. We'd love to know then, is the ST being shunned in terms of celebration? And do the next two films have to hit big? And what happens if they don't? We'd love to hear your thoughts on those brilliant questions. We're going to have a last batch of February questions will be next week. But that's it for our time in the Bantina this week. Bartender, sorry about the mess, but we're going to be back again. Same time again in the Bantina next week. It's the Star Wars Sessions Game! Game! Yes! Luke's playing with his toys in the background. Very um, excitedly. I must. He's obviously so excited for this week's game! Yeah! For everybody who's new to the show... Thank you for sticking by. At the end of every episode, we play a Star Wars themed game and we alternate weekly on who's going to host this week. It is my turn to host Luke's drinking this water quickly after the last time. Luke, do you want a nice plane this week, mate? (laughs) Yeah, go on, mate. What are we doing? What are we doing? It doesn't involve ingesting anything or or gargling either this time around. Um, I've taken a leaf out of of one of your recent games, but it's a good game. I enjoy this one. It's the over under game, mate. Oh, sweet. And it's Mando season three themed, similar to your one, mate. But I thought, what else? We've got, we've got to have, I want to, I want to continue this discussion a bit more in terms of your theories and speculation. And I'm going to do so in the form of percentages and over under. So I've got one, two, that many questions to ask you. You know the rules, right. but if you don't know the rules, guys, I'm going to give Luke a percentage and he has to tell me over or under that number, does he think that the hypothetical is going to happen? So, right. DJ played the music. Are you ready, no. Lukey boy? Yes, let's do it. Let's have it. Come on. Let's do it. Right, we've heard a few times from a few people, including me, this one, but over under 60% that Sabine Wren shows up at some point in season three. Oh, 60? 60. Oh, that's high. That's very high. Yeah. Over just. Just. Over. Right, so if somebody out yeah. there in Sessions land can just write these down so we can come back to them in eight weeks' time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're going over. Okay, how about this one? Over mm. under 
that Grief Karga dies. Random. Um. Uh. <laughs> over. <laughs> now, now you've said it. Never thought of it, but why not? Long him off. Oh, imagine the grief Dead. we'd feel. Oh yes, Matty boy. Look I'm at him. So, so proud of that Dead one, isn't James. he? So um, proud of that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna uh, move this one up the pole then. Over yep. under. Um, just on that one, I'm going to throw a different one to you then, just in case you want to change your mind. But over under fifty percent, that no main character dies. None of our main characters die. Uh, what's that? Fifty percent. Grogu's bow, Gideon, Grief Karga. You know, again, I'm not including someone like Kara Dune who might be off screen. I'm not. I don't know about that, but fifty well. percent no main character <laughs> dies. I'm not, I'm not going to mention Kara. I'm going to say over. I don't think we're going to finally yeah. see someone third season. Third season, man. It's yeah. I think stuff's going to happen. Stuff it is going to happen. It's just, huh? What'd you say? I think it needs to happen. I think someone's got to go. Yeah. Someone's got to go. Get them off. Kill yeah, them. Bit them off. Chop their head off. <laughs> yeah. So chop their. Uh, head. Luke thinks someone's going to die. He's also quite confident. Grief Cargo is going <laughs> to die as well. Um, yeah. Why not? How about this one, mate? <laughs> Over under forty percent that we get a mention, a mention mm. of Supreme Leader Snoke or just Snoke. Forty percent. A mention could of be Snoke. in passing. Oh. It could be a big old conversation. It, it, right, explicitly the word name Snoke. Explicitly you, the word name. Okay, I think under. Yep. Under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think under. I don't know. Okay. I think you're more likely to hear like Thrawn and stuff then yes oh absolutely well, yeah defo yeah that's like a given ain't it really yeah yeah i'd oh, say under okay. mate good good question but under good job under 40 percent. okay how about over under 75 percent that bo katan takes the dark saber uh by the end of the season she is in control of the dark saber 75 percent i'm gonna say over Ooh. That's a very good question. I'm going to say over because I think that that that's a really nice way to set up season four. Yeah, because ultimately I think Bo-Katan does die as well. <laughs> just Ooh. to add to this, just to add to this conversation of death that we're having. <laughs> I do, I do think ultimately her her character gets killed off. Yeah, yeah, I could see that okay. happening. Bye, Katan. Yeah. Uh, how about this one then? Oh. Over under thirty percent. That Moff Gideon joins the New Republic. <coughs> Moff Gideon joins yeah, the Luke's, Luke's just been sick at the thought of it what's that 30%, like, 30% that Gideon joins the NR the New Republic under well under, under. he's too much he's too much of a good baddie like when he on um, when he on what's it called like it's Stephen Colbert or something like that or Jimmy Kimmel one of the American talk shows recently talking about Mando season 3 and it was like that green that green I yeah. can't say the word family friendly but he's like that green so and so like we're gonna yes, get him <laughs> like Grogu he is he's a good laugh isn't he he's a he's good great. laugh Giancarlo's excellent mm. yeah he's too much of a good baddie keep him in as okay. long as possible mate yeah. and I want I, I want to see baddies sometimes just be bad rather than t- changing sides um, okay yeah. I've got a few more over under 40% that the N1 starfighter gets blown up or destroyed <laughs> oh 
That's not happening under. That's not happening. <laughs> can't do it again. They can't do it again, surely. Like, you can, you can like, feel all, like, the vintage collection geeks, like, <laughs> losing their they minds. They released HasLab. You know it's going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They did yeah, the HasLab nah, race express and suddenly, bong. Okay, so under 40%. Um, mm, yep. Over under 51%. Ooh. That Dinjarin will leave the way. He will leave the cult. Him and the uh, him and the armor and Paz Vizsla follow. He will be just become his own guy. Still be a man though. But for over under fifty one leaves the way. That's a great question. Um, He's an apostate at the minute. I think that that I think it's an under. And I, the, my reasoning behind that is because I think he is going to change the organisation. He's going to change the kind of sect, yeah, as mm-hmm. from the inside. Right, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I bet you weren't expecting that, were you? Um, no, I wasn't. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, getting I do, more of your I do theories think- here. Yeah, I think it's under. I just think there is okay. so much that can happen this season. <laughs> Do you know what we I mean? Like, season four as well. Let's not forget that. So if it doesn't happen yeah. now, it oh could yeah, yeah, later. that was that was that was apparently. By the way, apparently it's just dropped that like Mando season four is like written, like yes. that is in the bag. Like the whole season four that is written that that dropped like a few minutes ago. So yes, breaking news on Star Wars sessions. Yeah, which, breaking news. By the time we hear this, will be. Days old, but we got we got it there first. So, okay. Ah, so two go. more. So you don't think Man- you think Mando's going to restructure the way or the Mandalorians? How about um, over under forty five percent? Mon Mothma appears. Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Well, it it would have to be. No, nah, I no, nah, I think they're going to stay clear, mate. Yeah, that's a bit of a random one. I would love that. Mm-hmm. We're going to age up. I think uh, Genevieve O'Reilly. Yeah, that could be really cool. Well, they have said we are seeing more New Republic stuff, haven't they? Right? They have not even. We've not even. Carson not even chatted about to someone that. in in that clip from the New Republic. Right. Under the still. Still going under. By I'm much? still going under, but yes. Mm, yeah, by a little bit. Yeah, yeah. by by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of bit, a lot a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I love this game, man. Okay, final one. This one's a little bit less controversial, but over under forty percent that we're going to see a director cameo in this series. We've seen um, Dave Filoni, we've heard John Favreau, obviously, we've seen Family Ewa, Deborah Chow, and um, whomever else. Do you reckon we're going to get a director's cameo over under forty percent? Over, over. Ooh. I'm, I'm, How, I'm, how's I'm it gonna eight. Happen? 80 percent 80 percent wow because it could it could even be like that they're in like you know a costume in manda i mean the fact that you've got all these helmeted characters it's such a good excuse just to get like your name into the star wars universe you know so yeah it literally i mean you would wouldn't you you would like you i could you wouldn't be able to help yourself so yeah i think i think that's over i don't know which one but yeah i'm surprised i've not seen bryce yet but I think that's partly because she, I don't know, she's... Have we seen Bryce Dallas? Hamden? I don't think we have. No, we haven't. No. No. We'll see. You were doing some funny facial expressions. I was really trying to think. I was like, have we seen Bryce? Mate I was like, wondering what you were about to say. Mate, boy's like, yes, please. 
yeah, that's funny what you were say. Like Bryce has got, I was like, Bryce has got what? <laughs> Where are we going? But yeah, no, we haven't. Uh, we haven't. So um, I'd love yeah. to see some of the new directors. I'd love to see. I'd like to see John Favreau in it, just his little face in the background somewhere. But so yeah, we're going over eighty percent. Maybe they could do a Modoc on him. Do you know what I mean? Like an O-Man, Quantumania. Maybe they could do that. I hated it. (laughs) Every single bit, moment of that Modoc. A killer. (laughs) He is a machine only designed for killing, or they could work. And he's an idiot. It's basically what he is, a goon. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted to like it, but um, that is it then. That is this week's game. I think you did very well there, my friend. Nothing too controversial on your behalf there. Not too bad. With no, that, but no. according to Luke then, Sabine is showing up. Grief Karga's dying. Snoke, no. Bo's going to take the Darksaber. We're definitely getting a main character dying. Gideon ain't changing sides. The N1 ain't getting oh. blown up. Mando's no. restructuring the cult. Uh, Mon yeah. Mothma, nah, she ain't turning up. And we're definitely getting a director's cameo. How did I remember that? I don't know, but I did. He did. The magic. Magic. It's called Microsoft Word. Or Google, I wish. Google Docs. Google <laughs> Docs, Google mate. Docs. Are you using Microsoft anymore? Yeah, right. Google Docs for the win, mate. For the yeah, win. What episode, what, what, what episode is this? Like 194? 195? Why am I always one out? You filth bag. I don't know, but thank God I've got the Google right. Doc open, which says... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's at the top. Yeah, I just scrolled up. No, we're see, we're super now. organized, guys. This is some insight into the sesh. Into the we're sesh. At the, Come we're at the, the bottom of the notes now because, mate, that is that for this yep. episode of Star Wars Sessions 195. We're five away from a massive milestone for us. But until then, the fun ain't going to win. The fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Drop us a voice note or a cheeky message to our email. Hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Uh, don't forget about the Discord. we got Discord. Want to join it? DM us. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions for all the other filth. Get involved yes mate do please jump on the discord it's free and if you want to keep supporting us for free you can do just leave us a five star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice including spotify because those five stars really do help the show grow we always say it but it is true it helps the show grow it gets new listeners in it's another way to hear from more of each and every one of you each week and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Ooh. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your nearest skittle-coloured Mando. <laughs> the more the merrier. I tell your cousin, the more the merrier. They're castle spicy. Yeah. Yes. Tell your goon-faced machine only designed for killing whatever his name was. That this is the podcast you're looking for. But until next time, from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke Luke ah, yeah. Mittal Scando <laughs> Yeah I get it <laughs> It's there in it I take it Like it yeah. Oh well There we go Ant-Man 5 out of 10 That's what I gave it Who? 4 Mando mate Mando next week 9 9 out of 10 Buzzing for that Buzz. Come on, Buzzing son. for it Buzzing <laughs> for it Come on son Essex-based podcast heroes...
that a bench? 